I think it was just from growing up and seeing so many people suck at life that it was like, you know, hey, I don't, I don't want to do that. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc., a registered broker dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Investment Advisor Representative Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Reformed Financial Advisor, a Kansas City podcast. My name is Andy Flattery. I'm a certified financial planner. And today we are telling the story of Empowered Electric in North Kansas City. And there's some lessons here for us white collar folks to learn. I think there's a gap in personal finance content, personal finance curriculum, books, videos, whatever you want to call it, especially for young people. It's all based on frugality, cutting expenses, maybe investing in the stock market, using credit card points, stuff like that. But the key thing that's missing from basically all personal finance curriculum is maybe the most important thing, and that is how to make an income in the first place. I'm especially interested in this subject because in particular, I I work with young people, folks in their 20s, 30s, and 40s that their largest asset is their ability to earn a future income. And in particular, in 2020, it seems like our ability to earn a future income has been threatened. It seems like the job market has been changing. A lot of people have lost their jobs and a lot of people have moved towards remote work. But during this particular time, there is at least one Kansas City man who is doing things a little bit unconventionally. Everyone that's like thinking that the new normal is going to be a remote work workforce, you better start applying in different countries then because yeah. it's not going to work out well for you. That was Josh Levin. Josh is the founder at Empowered Electric in North Kansas City. And I want to apologize for the sound quality on Josh's voice. I had the opportunity to visit with him and Will Severns at their office in North Kansas City. And unfortunately, I had my travel recording set up with me and it just didn't quite work out. So you will understand though, when you hear what Josh has to say, why I had to keep his stuff in this podcast because it's so good. Josh has got one of the best stories of a entrepreneur here in Kansas City. And I had to tell it because I think there's a lot of lessons that we can all learn from him. Josh is in his mid-30s, just like I am. And he grew up a self-described poor person. I grew up in a very, very, very poor household. Section 8 housing, food stamps, like, you know, just very, very poor. I I mean, I talk about it on my podcast. I'm not going to go into it here, but very, very poor. And I had a lot of really good examples of how not to succeed. I saw a lot of really good examples on how to not advance in life, how to not get a promotion, how not to do things right. Empowered People is the name of Josh's podcast, by the way, and it's worth a listen. I think he is Kansas City's version of Mike Rowe. He is a motivator, he's a storyteller, and he's someone worth paying attention to. 
Josh had a number of jobs as a young man on his podcast. He talks about working at Hy-Vee. He talks about painting houses. But all of that would change when he wanted to marry his high school sweetheart. And so I fell in love with a girl, um, wanted to marry her. I was 20, 20 years old, something like that. And uh, went to her father. He's very blue collar, worked at Ford Motor Company here in the Claycoma mm-hmm. branch forever. Um, retired from Ford. And uh, said, you know, hey, Patrick Leonard Kelly. His, I, I say his full name because he's born on St. Patrick's Day. He's like the most Irish dude yeah. in the history of the world. Eats potatoes every single meal. A great guy, great father-in-law. But the first time I said to him, I said, hey, I want to marry your daughter. He said, no bloody way. You're a bloody joke. Luckily, I didn't get offended. You know, you need to live your life trying not to offend, but trying even harder not to be offended. And so rather than puffing my chest and telling him he was an idiot, because, I mean, he had accumulated a lot of wealth through his blue-collar career, I said, why? And he said, well, you, you want to marry my daughter, right? Do you think she wants to stay home when you have kids? And I'm like, well, maybe. And he's like, okay, well, are you going to be able to afford that? And he just kind of prodded into my, my current job, and I was a residential painter for a great guy. It was a great company. But he kept prodding me about health insurance and about vacation and about retirement and about saving for the future and college funds and all these kinds of things. He kind of pushed me with that, and I was like, well, crap. And so I, at that residential painting company, I kind of had a heart-to-heart with the owner, and I said, hey, man, like – how much am I going to be able to make here? And it was basically like 20 bucks an hour, like 20, 21 bucks an hour. It was like what I was going to max out at. So Josh, believing in himself and knowing that he wasn't a bloody joke, decided to look at some different options beyond painting. And he landed on electrician as the way that he was going to support his young family. Dude, I, was, I felt like the green power ranger putting the tool belt on and the hard hat. Like I just, I loved it. I fell in love and uh, never looked back, man. So... It was just a tough conversation of someone saying like, hey, think ahead, stop thinking about this Friday. Think about five Friday, you know, five years from now, what's Friday going to look like? And we get so caught up in just living for the day, living for the weekend that, you know, you don't look, you don't look down the road. So I was thankful that he, he shot me down the first time. I, I, we've been happily married for over 11 years now, so I won. Like, you know, I got his approval eventually, but... Are you still yeah. a bloody loser? I'm not a bloody loser. No, he he uh, he actually came and saw the office. Yeah, hasn't seen that. We've been in this new office for almost two years, and he's never come by. He felt really guilty. He came by last week and was like, holy crap, um, what you've built is extremely impressive. So Josh took to it, but his new career was not just a money grab to support his young wife and soon-to-be young kids. He had a long-term plan in mind. So I always tell people like, hey, you need to have some long-term goals. You need to have short-term goals. And when I say short-term goal, what I mean is four years from now. Most people think short-term goal is like a month from now. And that's a ridiculous goal. That's a, that's a foolish goal. You can almost accomplish it. If you can accomplish your goal in one month, that's a joke. You know, that's a, that's a to-do list. That ain't a goal. Um, and so for me, when I showed up, you know, as a residential painter making 18 bucks an hour, I got the job offer to be a commercial electrician at 11 bucks an hour. I took a $7 an hour pay cut because I did not care about this Friday. Once again, and I understand that some people are going to say like, yo, dude, I got bills. I got, you know, so did I, you know, like I, I had a house. I had a, you know, I had to tighten on, tighten up the budget. I had, to, you know, work on my car and I had to go to junkyards and buy freaking serpentine belts used and all sorts of crazy stuff. Like I've been there, dude. But what I really, I never thought about this Friday's payday. I was always thinking, hey man, in four years, I'm going to make 25 bucks an hour. I'm going to make more money in four years than I ever dreamed possible. So there's these jobs called prevailing wage jobs where it's basically union scale government regulated wages. 
And so there'll be schools, courthouses, municipalities, things like that. And whenever I was an apprentice, I never asked to be put on a prevailing wage job. Guys would always be like, I want that job, I want that job. Because instead of making 11 bucks an hour, they'd make like 18 or 19 or 20 or whatever, you know? And if the, the ratio was off, they'd maybe make 25 or, you know, they, they, they would just make a lot more money than what they were this Friday. Well, I never asked about that. I never made a decision based upon my paycheck. I was always trying to go to the job site where I was going to learn more. I was going to get more responsibility. I was going to be given more tasks. I was going to learn more, like all that kind of stuff. That's what I valued because I didn't care. Five years or in four years, I'm making 25 bucks an hour. So like Foreman really loved me because like it didn't matter if it was a prevailing wage job. It didn't matter if it was four hours away. Like I'll go wherever. So Josh was hungry. He had the foresight to play the long game. And what he was doing was he was picking out the best men that he could find on the job site. And he was copying exactly what they were doing. I'm going to emulate what they do. So they show up 15 minutes early. I'm going to show up 15 minutes early. They're always the last to leave to go to lunch. I'm going to be the last. One of the things I said I would always do, um, and I wish some guys would, would pay attention here at Empowered, is I never cleaned up at the end of the day until the foreman told me to. You typically get off at 3.30. Sometimes it was 3.15. Sometimes it was 3.20. Sometimes it's 3.45. And I'm still working. And Russ is like, hey, what are you doing? I'm not paying you overtime. Clean up. What are we doing? But then he sees me working that little bit extra. And so when it comes time for evaluation, you think Russ Palmer is going to say, oh, that guy's okay? He's going to be like, that's one hardworking son of a gun right there. Man, I always have to kick him off the job site at 345 because he's still working. Get bigger raises. You know, get bigger opportunities. So I think it was just from growing up and seeing so many people suck at life that it was like, you know, hey, I don't want to do that. Hey guys, Andy Flattery here. Real quick, I want to tell you about the new baby financial checklist because We've got quarantine babies coming everywhere this year here in 2020, and the Flattery House is no exception. We are blessed with another little boy on the way here in December, and we're so excited that I wanted to bring back my new baby financial checklist. It's all the things that you dads need to do prior to Junior coming around so you can man up and be the man of the house when it comes to the finances. So all your wife needs to worry about is just delivering that little baby because you got this. So check it out, guys. Simplewealthkc.com slash baby. Simplewealthkc.com slash baby. But I'm at this job site and we're, we're you know eating lunch in the job trailer and there's two guys that are always fighting about being on prevailing wage jobs and this isn't one and they're fighting about who's going to be a foreman first. And one's a fourth year apprentice, one's a third year apprentice. And here I am just one year in. And the, the foreman goes, you know, to these two guys, he's like, Hey man, you know, Josh is going to run a job before either of you. And they were like, no, he's not, rah, 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 you know, beating their chest and freaking acting like King Kong. And, uh, truth be told a year later, I ran a job as a second year apprentice and they still hadn't ran jobs. They actually got let go because like they were so short sighted. They were thinking about this Friday. I never thought about that. And so that's what kind of led it, led to this. So Josh had taken to it. He was a foreman by his second year as an electrician. Fast forward to 2015, and Josh Levin is ready to start his own shop, and he launches Empowered Electric out of his house. So I didn't want to be an entrepreneur, and I don't even think I am. I think I'm definitely like a motivator. I think I'm a catalyzer type of thing. If this was a if this was a sailing ship, like watching Pirates of the Caribbean with my kid, I'm like the dude in the crow's nest with like the telescope, just like looking and making sure we don't hit rocks and we're going in the right direction. But like 
steering the ship, manning the sails. Like I'm probably one of the least important people, least impactful people, but I'm like okay with being exposed to the sun and the rain and the storm and the craziness. And so, you know, I, I thought I was going to work at that company forever. I really, really enjoyed it. I think I saw my ceiling coming up pretty quick. Like it's kind of a, a family run business. So if you're not one of the, one of the family members, you can't really mm-hmm. take over one day. And not that I wanted to take over, but I, I don't like people putting limitations on me just because, um, unless they're like actual limitations. And uh, I had an opportunity where I was, you know, speaking at a juvenile detention center and seeing so many of those kids get out and not have opportunity. That's the biggest thing. Like, you know, I, I mentioned sexism and racism and just kind of all this violence, all this crazy stuff. And I think a lot of it starts with poverty. Cause like when you're really, really broke, it's hard to care about anyone else. And, um, that, that looks really ugly. And so seeing these kids get out and really what they need is employment. I was like, man, dude, I, I want to start a for-profit company with a nonprofit heartbeat that isn't necessarily a halfway house for a bunch of juvie hall kids, but doesn't hold your past against you. You know, allows you to take today for what it is and really build a future for yourself. And it was just through that that I kind of was, the spark occurred. Those people include Paul Shoemaker, who's the chief operating officer. And as of the Recording of this podcast, Empowered Electric now employs 48 people, which is pretty remarkable here in just under six years of operation. And this commitment to hiring great people has paid off. They are commercial and design build electricians. So they're doing big projects. Inc. Magazine has named them the number 210 fastest growing company in America. They've done something like 497 projects at this point in under six years of operation. What's really interesting about what they're doing compared to other electrical contractors is that they're killing it on Instagram. They have something like 14,000 followers on that platform, and they've got a pretty amazing brand as well. What you're hearing here is a promotional video that they use to hire a new project manager. It's extremely well produced. It's showing off their employees on the job site. It's, it's really cool. You know, I remember talking with one of our PMs who honestly said it best. He said, I've been a project manager of some of the smallest and some of the largest companies in Kansas City. And everywhere I've worked, I've always kind of felt like I was on the sideline. But here at Empowered, I feel like I'm in the game. You know, a project manager might So it seems like Empowered Electric has tapped into something. They're investing in other people. They're making a bet on employing good people. And it's working out. Now, maybe that sounds like kind of a basic observation, but if you follow what trends are happening in entrepreneurship, it's not a trend towards hiring more blue-collar workers, training and investing in people that maybe haven't been giving a fair shake elsewhere. It sounds like a hard proposition, which I think is the reason why a lot of people avoid it. Over the last number of months, any person I talk to, whether they have electrical experience or they don't, it's the same. They said, hey man, word's getting out about Empowered Electric. You know? It's like, what does that mean? Word's getting out about Empowered Electric. Well, you work at an electric company. Like, tell me about that. And I think what Josh and Paul have created here is fostering an environment that truly does care about people over profit. It's not some silly mantra that's just above the door for no reason. When I think about electrical work and in the construction industry, if you don't have people like Josh and Paul that are willing to say, hey, how can we do this a little bit different where we can take care of our people, retain good talent, grow a business? I absolutely think that Empowered is carving out its own niche in the industry. And I don't think it's just a local thing. I think people pretty quickly across the country are going to see something different. 
That is the voice of Will Severns, who is the communications director at Empowered Electric. Kind of what's cool about the name in itself, Empowered Electric, is it's empowering our guys. You know, there are electricians, you know, on our team who uh, their goal is to go start their own business, you know, in in small town Missouri where they're from because there's not an electrician there. So full disclosure on something, I have to admit, when I walked into the office and I saw the sign on the door that said empowered people, I did kind of wonder if it was a little bit of a slogan. And after having a conversation with Josh and Will, I came out completely sold that these guys are exactly who they say they are. And they really are totally bought into this idea. I don't understand why people don't realize that. Like, hey, what are your five core values? Integrity, honesty, transparency, people, community. It's like it's like a freaking politician. I just I drove by and saw like all these like you know politician uh, things in people's yards, and it's like a senator that'll work for you. And it's like, dude, we're really gonna say that again? Like, do you really just like Google like what our political ads say? I don't know. Like, you just kind of you know like whenever you pass like a guy like a homeless person and they're like holding a sign that says "Not gonna lie, need money for beer," and you're like, I kind of want to give yeah, that right. person more. Because there's like a level of honesty that's like, I'm so sick of people saying that they care about people that don't. So now is the part of the podcast where we break down some of the lessons of Empowered Electric and what Josh Levin has built here in North Kansas City. One of the big lessons that I can gather from this is this is a leader whose yes means yes, whose no means no, and he's just full of authenticity. I think as a man, you want to follow a guy like this. So it's no surprise to me that they've been able to attract good talent. And that has been at least one reason for their growth. It seems to me like if you have these skills, if you have these leadership qualities, the ability to motivate and and to get men to follow you, you're going to make a lot of money, no matter what your education is, no matter what background you come from, no matter what profession you're in. I think that's one lesson that Josh can teach us. The two most overused words, entrepreneur, like everybody's like, oh man, entrepreneur, the grind, and then ROI. <laughs> and I have a, one of our podcast episodes, I don't know what it is, but it says, screw, it's, your yeah, screw, screw yeah. it, screw your ROI. I don't give a damn about your ROI. And part of that is because like we need to talk about EOI, enjoyment of investment. And so one of the reasons we succeed here is because we don't always think about what's, what's the payback. So, you know, we've done projects like Citizens of the World Charter School. When we bid that project, we were 50% low. 50% low. That's a lot low, bro. Like, that's enough to make you really, really scared. Did you go and, broke on that one? Um, no, we didn't. We made money on that one. We made a good profit. So what does that mean about the other person that was bidding it, who actually is now out of business? They were swinging for a home run. And when you get a home run, you ever seen a pitcher throw a ball and see, see the ball hit the bat and, like, be happy? Like, oh, yeah. No, they're pissed. And like customers know when you've taken advantage yeah. of them. And that's so from a customer standpoint, we sing for singles and doubles. We're not looking to hit home runs off people. So since the World Charter School, we made good money on and they got a electrical package for half the price. The other lesson that I'm taking away from Josh's story is the value of that person in your life that is able to speak truth to you, even if that truth sometimes can hurt or be uncomfortable. And in particular, I'm thinking about Josh's father-in-law who challenged him 
And guess what? Josh stepped up. So I want to also give Josh a lot of credit for this because he was coachable. He listened to what his father-in-law had to say and he took action and it made all the difference in the world. Uh, So like I get accused a lot of times of being brash and being blunt, but what I want to be is very, very clear. I want to let people know because like I can pat you on it. Like every kid that gets a participation trophy knows they didn't win. And it's like somehow we think that changes in adulthood and you turn in work or you apply for a position or you don't get a promotion and you think you explain it away to, oh, it's nepotism or it's sexism or it's racism. And like these are all real things, but you have got to stop for a second and go, is there some way that I need to level up? Is there some way that I can take, I can make it undeniable for them to promote me? And once again, I'm not saying that these things don't exist, but if you make yourself the absolute best pick, they're, they're foolish not to take you. And like, I'm just so thankful that like he was bold enough to like say that to me. And it's like, we need more people like that. We need more people like that. Indeed, guys, that is it for our story today. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed the story of Josh Levin and Empowered Electric in North Kansas City, shoot me an email, andy at simplewealthkc.com and make sure to check out the show notes, simplewealthkc.com slash empowered. And we'll see you next week. 